Hey ladies and gents, welcome to our pre-E3 coverage for E3 2018. Today we're going to be talking about Bethesda. If you're watching the video version, unfortunately we have no Dom and no Jordan this time around. Um, the day of recording, some stuff came up for both of them, so they were unable to join us. I'll still be giving their predictions at the end of the podcast. They sent those in to me, but we don't have them. But luckily I do have Logan. How's it going, Logan? Hi, I am doing well. It's you and I again. It was one-on-one -on -one last time. It's one-on-one -on -one again this time. It's, it's it meant to well. be. Yeah, it's meant to be. Uh, Logan Moore, if you're unfamiliar, uh, writes at Dual Shockers, does a bunch of stuff on the internet. Used to podcast, doesn't so much anymore. Uh, you've heard him on the podcast before. You should know his name by now. Be familiar with him. We're going to be talking about Bethesda. going to be going into everything they have to show this year and some predictions at the end of what we think they might be showing. Um but this is interesting. So last year, um, they opened up with this very heartwarming uh, video of family members of Bethesda employees talking about what their parents do for a living. I thought the editing was done really well. Uh, it was a nice tone setter for the rest of the evening, um, which is funny because it kind of is polar opposite of a lot of the crazy stuff we saw on stage. Um, but there was there was quite a bit of complaints in terms of the length of the show um, and that they didn't have enough to show uh, in general, which is weird to me personally. I thought they had a, quite a, a lot of really cool games to show. Yeah. Um, my only thing was, and this is uh, a complaint that some people had, is why would you worry about doing a whole stage presentation at night and stuff like that if Pete Hines is only going to be out at the beginning of the conference and then not at all? Um, but on the opposite end of that, people often argue that people come out on stage way too often. So I think maybe Bethesda heard a lot of those complaints from other conferences and was like, We'll just have P. Hines go out there a couple of times, and we'll just show video game, video game, video game. Um, we're not sure what they have. Well, I can. Sorry, go ahead. I can. Let me. Let, no, I just wanted to speak to that from somebody who was there last year because they had that whole like Bethesda Land thing that they were that they were showing off. That was like the theme of last year. I was oh, come to an amusement park that's uh, based off of the games that Bethesda publishes. Is somebody who was there? The draw for that event was for the people who were there. That was hands down probably the yeah. single coolest thing I went to. At all of E3 last year. That party was amazing. That party was better than the conference. Uh, so for me to leave there afterwards and then kind of like get the general consensus of the internet, like, oh, what did people think of this event? And for everybody to be like, that sucked. That was terrible. I was like, wow, what? Uh, I was I was surprised to see that response from the people at home. And then I, it kind of started to click like, oh, this was... I think I think the draw for that event last year was for the people who were actually in LA yeah. attending that event rather than the people at home. So I can see how it translated poorly to those at home, but I can promise you it was great in person. I, I enjoyed their their conference in general. Uh, we got the announcement of Evil Within Two and a couple of other games. Um, I thought it was fine. Uh, one beautiful thing that Bethesda does uh, way more often than other publishers is that everything that was shown at last year's E3 came out within uh, the last year. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. let's get let's get started with Bethesda. Always has a theme. You mentioned the theme park um, theme last year, and they actually had a whole thing for the media centered around that. Um, their theme this year, from what we've seen from the teaser videos, is like three D papercraft type stuff. Um, you have like these two D yeah. papercraft characters in front of like backdrops. Uh, I wonder if that's we assume that's going to be the theme this year. Not much to uh, not too much to harp on there. I just figured I'd mention it. it seems like that's one of their things that they try to uh, have that sets apart their conference from everybody else is they have a theme going in. Um, and the way we're going to start this podcast is talking about things that they announced last year that kind of lead into discussions this year. But first, I wanted to get Rage Two right out the gate and talk about that because. Um, 
They were planning on actually announcing this before E3 all along. Behinds has come out and said that. But unfortunately, due to the Walmart leaks, uh, people found out about Rage 2 beforehand. So they had to kind of adjust their, their whole marketing for it. I had some fun with the leak at the expense of Walmart uh, through social media. And yeah, it's Rage is, Rage is an interesting franchise. I don't think ever anybody ever expected to get a Rage 2. Um, I'm one of the people that played Rage. I enjoyed the game a lot. Um, with id, you know you're going to get really solid gunplay. Um, but I do think that Rage was id kind of pushing themselves to their limits in terms of game design. I think that game had a lot of problems in terms of uh, structure and layout. Um, for you being able to drive a car around, the world didn't seem big enough to like substantiate that mechanic in the game. But there yeah. were some cool parts about it. The action TV stuff uh, was really cool, like the game show where you had to kill people. Um, the the enemy AI was really interesting, how it was very aggressive. Um, the one thing with that game, though, that people like to harp on is it was so gray and brown. <laughs> there was such a lack of color in that world, um, and that kind of took away from everything. And with Rage 2's announcement, oh, there was nothing but color. And... With that, it turned off a lot of people. It seems like... The Almost too much, yeah. Yeah, the aesthetic of Rage 2 seems to have a, a way with people where they either love it or hate it, where it's very over-the-top uh, chaos. Um, and what I want to know from you, I guess, uh, we'll get into some other questions about Rage 2, but do you think they open the show with it? We know about Rage 2. Do you think they just try to get that out of the way? Here's everything we want to tell you about Rage 2 at the top of the show. Um, I really don't think they're going to show that much of it, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, at the most, I don't, I, I think we just get a trailer for it and I think that is going to be it. Um, I don't think they're going to harp on that game for very long because like you said at the top, uh, the one common thing with Bethesda's showcase last year in the past couple years is that they focus on the games that are coming out this year in 2018. And currently, we do not know anything that is coming out in 2018. Obviously, Fallout 76 was revealed this past week. We would assume that's coming out later this year now. is uh, That'll be one of their big marquee fall titles. Uh, but we don't know anything else. Rage, we know, is 2019. And because of that, I would not be shocked to see them not really shine a large spotlight on that during this event. Yeah. Uh, because they have plenty of time over the next, what, 10 to 12 months until that game releases to continue showing people that game. Uh, so I really think it's going to have a small presence at the show. If it'll open the show, I don't know. Uh, but I, I think we just see a quick maybe two, three-minute trailer for it at some point throughout the showcase. Well, my, my counter-argument to that, and I think it's something that's going to extend to the way we talk about their conference in general through the rest of this podcast, is though that's been awesome that everything they've announced at these conferences has been released in that same calendar year, I don't know if it's necessarily paid off for Bethesda. Um, Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein 2 didn't really see the sales numbers that they wanted. Uh, I released in a really packed October 27th release date alongside Origins yeah. and Mar Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Dishonored, year after year, not year after year, but obviously entry after entry doesn't hit the sales numbers they want. Um, Evil Within 2 is its own thing. It's a horror game, so you want to release that at the time they release it. That's not really, I think, affected by a lot of other properties. Um, that aren't horror um, but I do think that maybe they have a change of philosophy slightly this year where um, we're at this weird interesting area where we've seen a lot of their properties already release and the ones we expect to see don't seem like the timing's right in terms of it like re uh, being announced this year and releasing this year so I don't know if potentially they, yeah yeah I think that there might be a change of a, a subtle change in philosophy where we do see some games maybe two or three that don't come out this year um, and I think that maybe Bethesda is 
they listen a lot to feedback, I think, which is really great. And I think that's why people kind of love Bethesda uh, the way they do. And I think that they want to learn to skirt that line between, yeah, we want to show you a ton of stuff that's coming out soon because we want you to get excited about things you can actually buy. But I do think they, they understand that there is some some greatness to be had in having some teases for the future. And I think it's skirting that line and figuring out how much of that you want to show. Um, so I don't know. I do think we'll see some announcements that don't come out this year personally, but who knows? They might stick to the same track record, like you said, but like, we don't know anything. Even with last year, we knew evil within two was way more than likely. And Wolfenstein two was teased the year prior in that, uh, the, the, um, coding language. And that, yeah, 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 when we saw the the new Colossus listed there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the like they're, they're them coming in uh a little bit lower on sales. Uh I actually talked to Pete Hines at PAX East this year and I asked him about this exact thing. There's an interview somewhere on the internet, somewhere on DualShockers that you can go find this. Just search Pete Hines. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh I asked him about that exact stuff kind of like, "Hey, your guys' games seem to be coming like you're selling a little bit short on all of these games and you're not making, I think, back what you expected or what you wanted for these games. Is that hurting your guys' line? Or are you guys... Basically, I asked him, is Bethesda doing well? Because it they every Bethesda event I've ever been to is very large and they are floating a hefty drink bill at all of these things. <laughs> that and Skyrim games money. Come in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they've got that Skyrim money and that Fallout money and I think that is keeping them more than afloat. Yeah. And Pete basically said the same thing to me, not about Skyrim and Fallout specifically, but he basically said, we're doing absolutely fine. There is nothing you need to worry about as far as Bethesda goes. Uh, we allow... He basically said something along the lines of like how they really work with their developers and they allow their developers to great, create the games they want them to create. And uh, they they kind of, it's it's refreshing. And I think this is why so many people are committed to Bethesda and why so many people enjoy their games is that, yeah, these titles that they put out are a little bit more niche and they... They they might they might not do the Call of Duty sales numbers or the Destinies or whatever uh, whatever games have been lighting the world on fire the past couple of years, um, but they find an audience and I think that audience that they find is very passionate about those games and I think it's almost better for I think Pete Hines and the rest of Bethesda see that there is value in creating a very small committed it's not small it's still millions upon millions of people but they, there's value in creating a group of people that are insanely dedicated to your products that you put out, even if it is smaller than the call of duty bros or whatever. Yeah. There's still tons of value because I, I mean, I, and I, I consider myself one of those people as well. Cause I freaking buy darn near every Bethesda published Same. game because I think <laughs> every game that they put out is of a certain quality. And I, and I always find something enjoyable that they're putting out. Uh, so they're doing fine. I, I don't think, uh, that was the one thing he reaffirmed to me when I talked to him is like, we are doing absolutely fine. I promise you, you don't have to worry about us for half a second, which of course could be PR speak, but no, I like, I believe him. Like, I don't think that, I don't think Bethesda is hurting. And as you said, like this year, now they have a fallout game coming out. That fallout game is going to sell a lot of copies. Of course, fallout 76 is rumored to be very different, which I'm sure we will touch on here in a minute (laughs) yeah but that is still a fallout game yep and uh even in the crowded fall landscape where we've got a red dead and a call of duty and a battlefield and a kingdom hearts and a smash bros and all the pokemon now all this kind of stuff fallout is still going to find its audience because those who love fallout are going to be there day one to play fallout 76 like it or not uh so i i think they will i think they're doing 
absolutely fine. Yeah, and I think I mean, maybe I, I I didn't get my point across necessarily. Like, obviously, I don't think that the sales numbers for Wolfenstein Two or Dishonored games and stuff like that is dire. But mm-hmm. I guess what I was trying to say from that is maybe because of that, not that they need to sell more copies, but maybe they're more open to exploring the rest of the calendar. Because that's one thing that's weird with mm-hmm. Bethesda is outside of like the Doom and Spring. They rarely explore any other part of the year outside of like the second half, like the fall, you know. So I would love to see yeah. if maybe they spread the releases out over the course of the year instead of having like two or three releases within three months. Um, yeah. And I don't. Yeah. The I, one thing, the one game, the one game Heinz mentioned specifically to me when I asked him about that was that he said a lot of people sleep on Elder Scrolls Online, and 2017 was that game's best year yeah. by far, sales wise. So they've still got that game growing and bringing in them recurring cash every single year uh so that was one he mentioned elder scrolls legends is another i don't know what the state of that game is right now because i don't know if you saw yesterday but uh that game is switching development yeah we'll get into that what's going on with that uh but i think they have some i think they have some continued revenue sources that sometimes we don't really think about because i know i don't really think of eso when i think of bethesda off the top of my head sometimes no but uh that game is still growing there's a new expansion coming out for it this week yep uh so yeah, the, I, I I think uh, yeah they're doing well. They're doing well for themselves. So, they know what they need to do to hit their margins, and I think they're doing that exactly. So before we hop into co- those couple of Elder Scrolls titles that you uh, previously mentioned, Bethesda VR was kind of a big thing. We we heard about Fallout Four VR and Skyrim VR uh, last year. Uh, no, uh, Doom VR, right? It was Doom VR and Skyrim VR. Doom VFR and uh, Skyrim VR. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they had Fallout 4 VR too, but that's PC only right now. Yes, I think. Yeah, um, but also uh, Todd Howard came out and made this really weird statement with the Xbox One X, where he said uh, Fallout 4 VR uh, works best on Xbox One X or something. He made some weird statement about uh, Fallout 4 <laughs> VR and Xbox, but like there's no VR system for xbox yeah it was very weird um do you think we they continue with that because they even have like you know they had a logo and it seemed like uh a, a kind of a department for them is bethesda vr do could we see anything else from that do you think maybe is there a chance that fallout 76 launches with vr support i don't see there's a world um, where that happens yeah i think uh i think them along with many other developers and publishers in the industry right now are going to continue in the VR space, trying to mine current IP that they have and flipping it into a VR game. I mean, that's what they've done with both Skyrim and Fallout 4 at this point. Evil Within. Doom VFR. Evil Within, Evil Within would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Prey's got some horror elements to it as well. They could maybe do some interesting things with that. I don't know how... Out of all of their properties, I think Prey is the one that the least amount of people are hot on right now. Um, but yeah, I, I see. I see them continuing to go back to their well of current IP and maybe making a VR experience kind of game. Not, I don't want to say experience because those end up typically being thirty minutes to an hour or something like that. Like D- Doom VFR was a full fledged game. Uh, it was incredibly similar to actual Doom, uh, but it was different. Like it had its own levels and it was its own experience. But if you had played Doom, like same weapons, same. Same enemies, things like that. Uh, I see them going more along those lines still. I wouldn't expect them to come out and with a super original VR game that no one's ever really seen before. Um, I don't know. As far as what they'll do, as far as like if VR games will have a presence at this show, it's hard to say. I don't. Re- I'm trying to. I'm kind of trying to gauge the 
VR market as a whole right now. Because even PlayStation came like, out and said that they're it's below um, expectations. The market. Well, well yeah, yeah. It, it it burned really bright for a year or two there, and then I think it's just kind of stalled since then because, um, in PlayStation's case, they've said up front that they did not. Uh, PSVR sold incredibly high numbers, like way higher than they expected when it first came out, so much so that they didn't manufacture enough. And I think Andrew House talked about that when he was still leading PlayStation over there, uh, was that they they estimate, they estimate way underestimated. And because of that, I think that kind of created a stall in the market. And, ma- and I would assume at the same time, they didn't put enough dollars behind developers to publish games for that platform at the same time. So now you've got lack of on just on psvr's case you've got a lack of supply and then you've got a lack of games that are potentially coming exclusively to that platform because you didn't uh they didn't necessarily fund those games because they didn't think there would be an audience for them there and i think that's caused this strange like stall in the market where i don't think people are uninterested in vr at this point it's just it hasn't felt like the developers and publishers are really keeping up with it at the pace a lot of people who invested in the product wanted them to uh, so it's it's a really VR is a really strange thing. Like I own a headset myself, and I really like it, but there's uh, there is definitely a want for games on that platform still, in my opinion. And there's some cool developers out there doing some stuff. Uh, Servios has got Sprint Vector. They they're coming out with the new uh, like Creed game, like the alongside the sequel of Creed later this year. I think there's like a boxing game. Uh, Sprint Vector is interesting as well. Polyarc with Moss, the little mouse game. Insomniac uh, there's, recently there's, announced a VR. Insomniac's project. got one coming out. Yeah, yeah that's that's that could be really interesting. Uh, there's a lot of companies who are still doing interesting things. There's just uh, it's not as diverse, and there's not as many of those unique titles uh, as I think people want. And because I don't, I don't think people are doubting, like I was saying, I don't think people are doubting like VR as a concept and VR as what it is. It's more just like there's not a ton to do with it right now. Yeah. Um, so. Let's hop into Elder Scrolls Online. You briefly mentioned that uh, a little while ago. So Elder Scrolls Online, like you said, is something that people don't often talk about, but it is a huge breadwinner for Bethesda. Makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, they recently had the expansion, uh, expansion, well, announcement that's coming out on uh, June 5th. Um, I doubt we're going to see anything more than like, hey, Summer sets out, go play Elder Scrolls Online. But what they usually yeah. do for E3 alongside it is they usually have like a free play weekend uh, for Xbox. Um, I forgot what the one for PlayStation's specifically called. But for Xbox, it's called Free Play Weekend. Um, but they do it on PlayStation as well, where they let people try Similar it out. Thing, yeah. um, they could potentially be a discount too to get into the game. Um, I don't think we see a huge... Uh, thing about it but usually what happens every year is that they run a trailer for the new expansion last year is Morrowind um, yeah it's pretty much it it's funny because the Elder Scrolls audience um, I think a lot of them are worried that Elder Scrolls Online is going to replace Elder Scrolls indefinitely there's no chance of that ever happening I think that no. people just don't understand that like they hit different audiences like yes there's people who love the mainline Elder Scrolls games that play Elder Scrolls Online obviously but this existing and being successful doesn't take away from Bethesda Game Studios working on the next mainline Elder Scrolls. Like, they know those are two different beasts. Um, Todd Howard has already said that they will one day make Elder Scrolls Six. He's Exactly. Just, I wouldn't even... I, I think he said that last year. He said that they... Will Bethesda Game Studios make Elder Scrolls Six? Yeah, absolutely, one day. Is that going to be soon? No, it's not going to be soon. 
Yeah. And that's just kind of where it's at. And The best thing for Elder Scrolls talk about Online that way. is that it exists in that gap, right? That you have something like, if you are in that mm-hmm. dire need of playing Elder Scrolls, play Elder Scrolls Online. Yes, it's not as, and I know people like to crap on Bethesda and say their games aren't polished or whatever, but Elder Scrolls Online is even a less polished Elder Scrolls because it has to make room for being able to have all these people play at the same time, and there are sacrifices that have to be made. But at its core, it is Elder Scrolls. It is an Elder Scrolls experience. Um, so it's cool that it exists in the meantime. Uh, Todd Howard said that they have, they're have they working on multiple projects, and we'll see two big projects before um, the next Elder Scrolls at the very least. Uh, and we'll talk about one of those potential uh, big games in uh, Fallout 76. So there's there's some, some stuff I want to talk about in terms of is that holy Bethesda Game Studios, because we know who's developing it now. So we'll talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, so I was actually a lot more optimistic going into this before the recent announcements. Um, they had the, yeah. the expansion release for on April 5th of House of Morrowind. Um, I assumed that we were going to get into this and we were going to be talking about, well, what's their next big expansion? Last year it was the Heroes of Skyrim. Um, now we have House of Morrowind coming out, what were they going to do? But recently we found out that they're actually switching development houses um, and the previous developer is being exchanged um, for somebody else that can commit to it. And the way I read that PR statement, and let me know if, if you feel the same way, Logan, is that this change means one of two things. Either Elder Scrolls Legends is a bigger hit than they expected, so they needed a developer who's committed to making these very uh, consistent changes to the game and keeping up with it, and the developer who is currently on it, that wasn't their importance to them. That's not the deal that they had struck with Bethesda. So they weren't as committed to keeping up with the game and making the changes players need because in these online card games you need to keep up with it right you need to be close to the community you need to be often balancing cards and doing things to get the community excited so it's either that it's either Elder Scrolls Legends was more successful than that was going to be and the developer partnership they had just isn't going to work out for the the path they have laid ahead of them right or Elder Scrolls Legends was less successful than they expected (laughs) and the developer probably doesn't want to work on it anymore doesn't want to be committed to it so they need to find somebody in the scope of what they expect from elder scrolls legends to continue working on it you know maybe the partnership wasn't paying off for for bethesda in terms of how big legends was so maybe they got a developer who maybe not in terms of quality but in terms of price point is a better deal for bethesda for what they're getting out of legends they made it clear they're keeping up with the content they're going to be doing all this stuff i don't think legends is disappearing at all but uh, no. what side of that coin do you feel? Because I've played Legends. I think it's a great game. But the competitive card game place is a very tough market. Yeah. Um, you have you have Hearthstone, which is huge. People don't often talk about the new Magic game that is very much inspired by Hearthstone. Um, Magic Online Arena, I believe is what it's called. I actually got invited to the beta, and I've played it. And it's very much inspired by Hearthstone. People often forget how big Magic the Gathering is. It's huge. Um so it's a very competitive space. I want to know from you, what do you think about this whole Legends shakeup? I think it's still going to continue in perpetuity, but what side of the coin yeah. do you think it fell on? Man, I really don't know. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> that's, that's the weird thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree that the card game market is definitely oversaturated. The fact that Artifact, the Dota card game, is lurking as well, which I think yep. will absolutely find an audience. Uh I, I think that's just going to continue to bury Elder Scrolls Legends. That's the thing. Elder Scrolls Legends is not a bad game. I don't know. I obviously don't know any numbers off the top of my head about the, that game's player base or how much money they made off it or anything like that. And I don't even know if they've ever released those details. Um, yeah, I don't know. This could, uh, it's really hard to say with this because there are, 
there are the two the two uh, possibilities you propose, but then there's different reasons for those possibilities. Yeah. Like if the game is waning, like maybe they switch developers to just kind of slowly put the game to bed and kind of kill it off. Or if it's doing incredibly well, maybe they're going to try to make it bigger. Or maybe it's doing worse and they hired another developer to hopefully make it bigger and better. Like there is a lot of different yeah. possibilities here and it's really hard to know at all. I agree. Uh, simplest answer, Elder Scrolls Legends is not going anywhere in the short term. Uh, we'll see what the legs on it are. I could, see a, I could um, see a console port though. I think that's something that could get a little bit more energy behind it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Gwent's out there as well. I forgot about Gwent now that we're thinking about more card games. The thing uh, I will I say about Elder Scrolls well Legends is that the single player campaign for it is, in my opinion, the best single player for any of these card games. Uh, I think Hearthstones is pretty good. Obviously, it has Blizzard money behind it, so the quality's there, but the storytelling and stuff really isn't. Elder Scrolls Legends feels like an Elder Scrolls card game, if that makes sense. And, like, the story, you feel like you're playing an Elder Scrolls story that just so happens to be mm-hmm. in a card game. And a lot of the story is based on you making decisions, like a Bethesda game, and a lot of times your decision rewards you with a certain card. So not only are you choosing what you feel is best for the story, you get a card that kind of um, mirrors that decision. I think it's really well done. Yeah. And my worry is, I don't know if it's going to be better off for this change or if it's going to be worse off for this change, but we'll see. It's it's a very tough thing to crack. We don't know because it's it's a market that's so weird. And to be able to sit here and talk about a game that we don't know if it's really successful and they're making the change or it's not doing very good. That's a very yeah. rare case, but it seems that way. And we'll find out in the coming months. And I think in the following year, like you said, if it's better for the, the long run, if it's here for the short term, we'll find out. Um, let's talk about switch. Um, obviously we saw the partnership with switch last year uh, with the Skyrim port. We, they got the Wolfenstein two announcement uh, getting ported over. Uh, I want to know from you, do you think we're going to get another port announced? Um, the likeliest scenario for me is Dishonored. Um, Dishonored is a franchise that just hasn't seen a lot of love. Um, they're one of those, uh, like you mentioned earlier, one of those franchises that has a core community that loves them, but the quality of the game hasn't really matched its uh, sales success. And mm-hmm. I would, I personally would love if they ported Dishonored to the Switch. I, I think it'd be really cool. Um it, whether that's all three of them, that being Dishonored 1, 2, and uh, Death of the Outsider, whether that's just um, the Game of the Year edition of Dishonored uh, 1, which I can't remember the name of, Witches of Brigmore was the DLC, but that wasn't the name of the the, the big package, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't remember what the... Yeah. Um, but do you think we see a Switch port? And if so, do you think there's a possibility of Dishonored? Like, do you think we'll see uh... a Switch port at all? I mean, I think it makes sense to continue putting things on that platform. Uh, they like Switch. Uh, they've been happy with Switch so far. Uh, I know they're not seeing... Again, I don't think they're seeing drastic returns on Switch either. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think um, the games that make most sense on that would be last-gen games because I think uh, I think the investment to port some current-gen games over to Switch is just going to be too great for them. And in the end, I don't even know how well they're going to run. Uh, like I played, um, I played Wolfenstein Two on Switch at PAX as well, and uh, that did not seem that great. That baby chugs. And so, <laughs> yeah, it did not. I played in handheld mode. It seemed better docked, which I know is usually the inverse in that situation. So that's kind of strange. Uh, but yeah, that game uh, did not seem all that fantastic on the Switch. So yeah, I think it makes sense for them to potentially port uh, 
a game from the previous console gen over dishonored would make a ton of sense um yeah i don't know and then uh yeah i don't know there's some other games they could port as well i know people have been talking about fallout 3 a lot um at least they were before we found out that fallout 76 was a thing a lot of people thought fallout 3 was coming over i still think fallout 3 makes sense to kind of come this current gen uh but that's a different conversation we could have in a couple minutes i guess yeah um, so I, I mentioned Dishonored. Uh, it obviously is a franchise that people love. Do you think there's a chance? We saw obviously Death of the Outsider last year. Do you think there's a chance that they package all those together in like a collection uh, and sell that? Because we're not going to see no. Dishonored for a while. They kind of said that it's going on hiatus. Arcane's probably going to be working on other stuff. Prey, obviously. Um, yeah. Do you, so you? I don't think, you think so. There's no chance. No, I don't. I don't think so. If we see anything arcane wise at all, it will be prey. Yeah. Um, I think Dishonored is gonna be quiet for a year or two here, and we'll see what happens with that. The future of that franchise. So Quake Champions is interesting because obviously people have a fondness for Quake, has a lot of nostalgia for PC players. Um, Quake Champions is their hero shooter. It's still in early access on PC, which is really odd. Um, I just thought of some ideas of talking points. Do we think it'll finally come to consoles? Um, obviously, Quake is a game that doesn't translate that well to console because it's very fast-paced, and uh, the, yeah. the mouse precision is a huge thing for Quake players. So I don't know if that's possible. Um, and do we get a release I date? I don't think... It's odd that it's still in early access. Very odd. Yeah, I, I mean, if anything, we might get a quick trailer saying formal release date is this day. Uh, I, don't, I think there's no possible way that game comes to consoles. Uh, not in that form. And if they dumb it down for consoles, then... Uh, that's just going to be a terrible product. That game cannot be played without running uh, like 120 hertz, yeah. 60 frames a second. Uh, that game is, from the bottom up, it is optimized for high-end PCs. Uh, so I think there is absolutely no chance that that comes to consoles because then you would assume it's going to be either chugging or there's going to be performance differences between uh, premium consoles and non-premium consoles and i don't there would be a ton of issues with that i think my guess is the reason they're still in early access is i think that the hero shooter is coming on the only one that's kind of still standing is uh, overwatch and mm-hmm. i think that that team's probably just working on whatever the next quake thing is i think that quake champions they thought was going to maybe hit the ground running and capture that zeitgeist to hero shooters we're kind of past that already and i just don't think that that game can come out and be like uber successful obviously it'll have its core fan base but um i i just have thoughts that maybe the team is working on whatever that can evolve into that might have a bigger audience because i think the hero shooter thing was a was a flash in the pen and they kind of got in on it late which is weird we saw what happened with lawbreakers unfortunately Uh, we saw happen with battleborn um and yeah i I just think quake champions is in early access still because they're trying to readjust it to something that will have a little bit more market share um wolfenstein 2 obviously came out last year we have the switch port coming out this year uh, we have DLC for the game that have come that's come out. Um, what I want to know from you is, do you think we'll see kind of like the old blood kind of thing that happened with uh, the first Wolfenstein? Because we had New Order, and then we had Old Blood, which was DLC, but it was technically a standalone game. Like, you could buy Old Blood and play it without yeah. owning um, New Order. Do you think we see that with New Colossus? Do you think we see a standalone kind of thing? Because the way Old Blood worked is it was in the same engine. It was just like a, an extension of the story, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think we see that with Wolfenstein 2? I do not. Um, I think they have fleshed out the extra content that is coming to Wolfenstein 2 are ready through the DLC. Uh, 
three or four of those separate DLC packages they've released. Um, plus, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I just don't think we're going to see anything else from this franchise until the third game inevitably arrives. Um, I think it makes more sense for um, Machine Games to get hard at work on that because I think everybody feels like that game is coming and they gotta you know, we gotta fight Mecha Hitler at some point in that series. Well, the producer came out and so, said that the third game, they actually want to open it up more, which gets me excited because two is definitely more open than one. It was way not as linear. Um, mm-hmm. And if he wants to open it up even more, that gets me excited in terms of game design. So I would much rather have them working on Wolfenstein 3, but it is a possibility, I yeah. guess. So. I, don't, I just don't know what you can do with an offshoot in that franchise. I mean, especially if you assuming you would still be playing as BJ as well. Uh, because that's the thing with the old blood is at the end of the day you were still playing as BJ Blaskowitz. Yeah. Um, I don't think they can really do anything else offshoot wise with in like the realm of Wolfenstein 2's timeline with BJ, um, unless they're going to do some sort of like Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty type thing where it's a, a game that takes place in between two and three or something like that. That's the only way I could see that happening. And even then, I don't know if that's the best idea. Yeah. They should just get to work on <laughs> Wolfenstein three. Yeah. Uh, evil within two. Do we see DLC for that? I think so. Yes. Uh, like this game on the other hand, like Wolfenstein two, we got a lot of post post launch DLC, like pretty quickly after that game came out, uh, evil within two, released and has had we've pretty much had no word on that game since then so uh yeah i think it makes sense for something to come from that especially because there was multiple dlc packages for the first game which all did uh kind of expanded on that game in an interesting way um and i think wolfenstein sorry not wolfenstein i think evil within 2 has a a lot of people's interest in uh it, that game hooked me more than the first one did for sure i'm i would be totally down to return to that world and play some more evil within yeah so we've had a lot of teases for this prey moon dlc it's pretty much a given at this point that we're going to be seeing it um they added the achievements um on steam that kind of spell out that we're going to the moon there have been a, quite a lot of teases in social media um it's interesting prey like a lot of uh, the other bethesda games we've talked about didn't have uh crazy sales numbers it didn't even really have crazy critical success a lot it was you know it was considered an average game by many uh seven ish uh for on a 10 point scale i personally enjoyed it quite a bit um Mm -hmm. the moon dlc has me intrigued uh i don't think i think it's a given that we're going to see it i don't think it's going to take up a whole lot of the show i think it's going to be a quick trailer kind of just teasing you doing something related to the moon um I don't know how you feel on Prey. Would you be excited for a Moon DLC? Would that get you back into that game, or are you kind of done? Yeah, I'd go back to Prey. Yeah, I, I love. I liked Prey a lot. Like, I think that's like maybe the most underrated game of 2017. Uh, yeah, I would happily play more Prey if they released more content for that game. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think that seems like of all of the mystery things that we don't know of yet for this conference that they have kind of kept under wraps. That is the one that is absolutely going to be happening you would have to imagine uh yeah so yeah it'd be weird if it was just like i don't know what else it could be in terms of because we know it's related to brains related to the moon so i don't know what like what other thing it could be but we'll see um doom 2 is a thing that keeps getting thrown around by people people expect to be seeing doom 2 this year obviously the 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 doom uh from id i don't want to say the first doom because that's not correct um but 2016's a doom uh, came out was stellar was awesome loved it one of the best soundtracks in gaming period people think we're going to be seeing it after two years doom 2 the sequel the follow-up 
it's interesting. It, if it's in the same engine, I could totally see them turning around and getting that going. But do we expect is are we expecting too quick of a turnaround? Like for this game to come out. Here, here's the thing I want to preface. This game won't come out this year. If this game is coming out, it'll be March 2019, I believe. I don't think that there's no way yeah. that this game comes out at the end of this year. But it releasing March 2019, let's say, is that too soon for a follow-up? I don't think it's too soon. No. I mean, that's three three years? Yeah, yeah. that's three years. I, I think that's... Uh, yeah, I think that's totally in the cards. What What is my reservation more than anything at this point? Because I was under the impression that we would definitely... Maybe not definitely, but I, I thought it was a fair likelihood that we would see Doom 2 uh, finally teased or shown off, revealed, whatever, at this conference. Uh, now that we know it is working on Rage 2, uh, I'm curious how much of their studio is committed to that project. Like how much of Avalanche uh, because, is also committed? Like how much does yeah. Avalanche have? Yeah. Yeah, because I, 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 the way the way they've made it sound with Rage 2 so far is that Avalanche is more of the lead on that, and then uh, it is kind of coming in and helping them polish up. Or no one's really said anything yet about this. Well, we assume so this is more my my yeah. my inference is that they are coming in and helping them tighten up the game mechanics and stuff like that. The things that it is good for, the good shooting, the shooting that feels good, uh, the things in a shooter that you can immediately recognize as, oh, yeah, this is an id game. Yeah. Uh, because Avalanche is obviously more of the open-world studio developer and id's known for their gameplay mechanics. So you would assume they're doing less work on that project than Avalanche is. Uh, maybe that's a poor assumption. Um, but if, the, if they aren't doing, if they aren't the lead on Rage 2, I think it's absolutely likely that their next game is Doom 2 as for if we see it teased here um i don't know man like <laughs> the fallout 76 which i know we're going to talk about next now that game being revealed has kind of thrown off my expectations for what they will be showing here because uh, that was i think if we would have had this podcast a week ago i don't think any of us would have predicted anything fallout related correct uh fallout 3 remaster possibly because uh, it's a yeah that would have been but yeah yeah that would have been maybe it and now we're getting a completely new fallout game so it's hard to say um i i'll i'll, I'll, I'll i guess i'll end it on this if there's anything i want to see at this conference it's doom 2 yeah so i'm i'm going to be in there absolutely hoping and praying that that game is revealed will it be i don't know i think it's honestly a coin flip my biggest thing is i know we'll see it in the next two years i definitely think that whether it's this year or not i don't know um, my mm -hmm. biggest interest is will it have multiplayer? That was like the big thing that weighed down the first Doom is that that multiplayer was not very good. Um, it was. I the, think they just hack it off. Yeah. I, I think they cut ties with it personally. Yeah, because so uh, it actually partially worked on the multiplayer, but it was developed by other in-house studios. And I yeah. wonder if uh, Bethesda at large and maybe it too were like, it wasn't really worth it. This will give if we're not having to worry about that. It gives us more time to focus on the single player campaign and maybe post release content. Um, and those other studios can be freed up to help with other projects. I just don't know yeah. if it's beneficial. And I know that's blasphemous for people because like, no, Doom needs to have multiplayer. But I, I don't know if it needs to anymore. Honestly, I think that Doom, the first Doom showcase, that like, it was a meaty single player game with a hell of a soundtrack, great fast fluid gameplay, and. Every time you talk to people, the one the one gripe people had was, yeah, but that multiplayer though, you know, and I just think that yeah. it's I could easily see it being cut off. Whether that happens or not, we'll see. 
Um, I think we're I think we're entering. I mean, for a few years there, we were in a weird age where it seemed like every game had to shit with multiplayer for some reason. Like, <laughs> like every game in the in the late uh, early two thousands or the late whatever that first from like two thousand seven to like two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like every game was shipping with multiplayer, whether or not multiplayer was needed on it or not. Like, I mean, some easy examples would be like Mass the Effect. Last of Us, which had which had good multiplayer. Mass of Us, Mass Effect had good multiplayer. Last of Us had good multiplayer, but I don't think a lot of people expected that game to really need it. Uncharted. Uh, another <laughs> one off the top of my head, Uncharted would be another one that actually had some pretty solid multiplayer as well. But at the time, it was like, why are they doing this again? Uh, and then, like, Bioshock 2 is the strangest one that, that I think a lot of people forget had multiplayer at and one point. The Tomb Raider multiplayer was kind of bad. Tomb Raider had multiplayer as well. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider still had it as well, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's very interesting. We'll see what happens. Um, we're running a little long, so I kind of want to go. I want to talk about Fallout 76 for a good chunk. So that's why I want to get through that okay. and we'll get through the rest of the stuff. So, Fallout 76, we had the teaser by Bethesda um, on the day that uh, Pokemon was unveiled. And they ended up announcing it the day after. Found out that it was Fallout 76. Uh, interesting trailer. Um, due to some research, Fallout 76, the actual sh- uh, vault, is in D.C. Uh, and it's near, like, the greater Ohio Valley. So, like, West Virginia, all that stuff. Obviously, the, the DMV. Um, we don't know much about it. There's rumors that it's a multiplayer game. Or has multiplayer features. Uh, heavily inspired by Rust and DayZ. We don't know if that's true. That's coming from Jason Schreier and a bunch of other sources. Um, they seem to believe that it is true. Bethesda has been kind of quiet in terms of confirming or denying things. Um, we actually uh, uh, we got some more leaks saying that it is a Fallout RPG um, and that they are doubling down on rebuilding. Like the theme of this game is rebuilding. And that though there are some multiplayer aspects, that it will feel like a Fallout RPG. Um, which is interesting given the name, like it's not like new something or something like that. It's fallout 76. Um, yeah. Some other things that we know it's being developed by Bethesda game studios, Austin, which is formerly battle cry studios. Um, but it's also being developed by main Bethesda game studios. That's a conversation I want to have. Let me get through the information first and we'll double back on that. So like I said, Kotaka reports that it's an online game. Um, one thing about vault 76 is that it was a control vault. So unlike a lot of the, more hysterical, funnier, interesting vaults. This one had no experiments going on. Um, it was meant to to open 20 years after um, the vault. Uh, the, sorry, the the nuke. Um, we know thanks to uh, on the Pip Boy, it says October 21st, 2102, that it is going to be. We assume is going to be a prequel to any Fallout we've played before. This in the timeline, it also takes place before mutants, uh, super mutants were created. Um, so it's a very interesting time in terms of Fallout lore. Um, but the thing I want to touch on is, like with Avalanche and Rage, we don't know how much of Bethesda Game Studios Austin is steering this, because if it is more of an online-centered game, and it isn't a full-fledged Fallout RPG, that kind of has me wondering how much the mainline Bethesda Game Studios is working on this game. Like, yeah, we know they have huge projects in place, and this is going to be something in terms of predictions and stuff, like... There is a world where I can see that this being Bethesda Game Studios Austin's game with mainline Bethesda Game Studios helping them, and we see a big reveal from what actual Bethesda Game Studios is working on. I don't think it's out of the ordinary to think that this isn't the big 
the big thing for Bethesda's conferences here. That being said, on the opposite side, I could totally see this being Bethesda's big thing, where it is another huge Fallout RPG that just so happens to have multiplayer, you know? That's the that's the yeah. strangest thing, is that I could see this being a smaller title worked on by Bethesda Game Studios, or I could see it being the big blowout game for them. I don't I don't know yet, you know, and that's the time. I'm, I'm in that same I'm in that same boat with you, and I didn't think it would be their big game. Uh, and then I saw I don't know if you saw this either, uh, but there are Fallout 76 billboards going up in L.A. right now on the Figueroa Figueroa. I forget what the name of that <laughs> yeah. hotel is out there in L.A. In LA. Uh, but yeah, there's some giant. They've got one of the big advertisements out there in L.A. for the week, and that's Fallout 76. So I was like, okay. They're pouring a little bit extra money into that. I mean, I, I, Fallout is a more well-known IP. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about Starfield in a second, but assuming that game's real, then like putting up an ad for that's really not going to do much for people anyway. Exactly. So, uh, that might not even be this year. I agree. You know, they might. Yeah, choose then it, that so. might not even be this year. I uh, I agree. I think uh, so. My hot take with this one, uh, stand clear. Too many predictions. Yeah, I think this is totally Bethesda Game Studios Austin. I think, I think the only reason Bethesda Game Studios proper and Todd Howard are even tied to this Fallout. is because, uh, well, is because one Fallout, yes, and because two, Todd Howard is like one of the three or four most recognizable game developers in the entire industry. Yep. So for him to ever be able to emerge and do a little bit of PR talking, any chance they can get for him to do that is probably good for that company and gets people excited just because he's so rec- he's such a recognizable face. Like, let's say at the end of that 24-hour uh, stream they had, somebody else not Todd Howard would have appeared in front of the screen and been like, hi, I'm this guy from yeah. Bethesda Game Studios Austin. Here's Fallout 76. People would have been like, what the heck is this knockoff? Uh, but because Todd Howard is there, it's like, oh, it's Todd. It's, it's our Lord, Todd Howard, and he's here to show us a new Fallout game. This must be amazing. Uh, so, so yeah, my hot take is that they are, uh, Bethesda Game Studios proper is hardly involved with this at all. I'm sure they're helping, uh, manage it. And of course it's a fallout game. So they're going to want to ensure that it is of a certain quality so that Bethesda Game Studios Austin doesn't put out something that maybe damages the brand of that game or uh, the brand of that IP. And that's the Todd Howard Um, thing. I think he is concerned not necessarily with helping them in holding their hands. I think he cares so much about the brands he's helped create and like make, obviously they didn't create fallout. They purchased it, but like the things that they've brought into a new era, I think that's what he's worried about is the, the brand. And I think he's attached to it because they want to oversee like, okay, you're not screwing with the brand. Um, Well, and like it or not, like it is a Bethesda game studios product at the end of the day. And he is the figurehead for that studio. So, even though it's a different remote office, it, it's it's not it's not any different than uh, with a bunch of remote offices like with uh, Bioshock's development or something like that. There's like four, three or four different remote 2K studios yeah. that were working on that project. But at the end of the day, like Ken Levine's the guy who's going to come out and talk about Bioshock, even if there's other people at different locations who are more heavily involved with certain aspects of that game, which isn't the case with Bioshock, but still, um, yeah, I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, the only the only gripe I have with the reveal is that they were already saying you can pre-order it, which is a little scummy considering we don't even know what the game is. But that's video games in 2018, I that's guess. The that's the industry. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> I, like a... I don't understand why people have problems with pre-orders, especially like through Amazon, where you can you're literally not paying a dime until the game ships. Yeah. The game usually ships two days before release. So if you don't cancel it by then, that's kind of on you in the first place i don't know it's just i don't think it's a huge issue for me it's just like come on like for me it's like bethesda it's like you didn't need to do that i understand why you did it obviously money but i'm like eh. 
yeah, it's not a huge thing. It isn't like oh screw this or whatever. But yeah, it is what it is. I agree. Well, the you. fact that pre-orders are live too probably means it's out this year for sure. Yeah, which they haven't confirmed um, yet. But uh, I'm with you. I don't yeah. think this is uh, BGS proper. I think this is the Austin project. I think after Battlecry failed in the in the in the studio, I think that they're like, hey, work on this. And that's a good way for that that team to make something that people will care about and kind of give them confidence again because I think Battlecry definitely hurt morale in some aspects. It had to have. So we'll see what happens there with Fallout 76. Very interesting. A um, couple other things I want to get to before we get to predictions because we're running a little bit long. Escalation Studios. So if you're not familiar, this is a development house that Bethesda purchased in 2017. Uh, they helped develop Doom, Rage, Team Fortress 2, Disney Infinity. They've worked on a lot of stuff. Uh, the last project they were involved in was the uh, was launched in 2016, which was Doom. Um, the thing I want to know from you is, this is a studio we could potentially see a new IP from. Uh, this is a studio that people aren't talking about. Escalation Studios is a experienced studio. Like I said, they haven't worked on anything since 2016. Um, so if they purchased them in early 2017, um, that means that they'd have over a year of working on it. That being said, we don't know if Escalation was maybe working on something in partnership with the with Bethesda and then they just purchased them outright because that can happen too, right? Where they had a partnership mm-hmm. and then they actually bought the studio. Um, just a quick question. We don't have to go over it too much, but do you think there is a possibility that we see Escalation Studios unveil their game, whatever that is, or their project? Uh, possibility, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the one thing I think we know going into this is that Bethesda has a lot of tricks up their sleeve, and yep. uh, of all the conferences, I feel like, especially at third parties, like they, this is the one that is most secretive that we really know absolutely nothing about. Because before Fallout seventy six, uh, Bethesda did not have a single game slated for the latter half of this year, um, so they have a lot of games up their sleeves. So yeah, I mean, with that with that in mind, like Escalation could easily be one of those games they have coming out later this year, early next year, or something like that. When we do research for this, is I always like to look for the studios that we don't know what they're doing, because those are the studios. Mm-hmm. That, you know, resources only go so far. So when we have another studio that they own that hasn't released anything since 2016, that gets the juices flowing in terms of hype, because that is a possibility. That is a, a logo we can see pop on screen with something we don't know about. Right? It's an opportunity. Um, yeah, for sure. The last thing I want to get to before we get into rapid fire. Uh, questions and stuff like that is so bgs proper we talked about how me and you both believe the the hot take that they are not the the they're not focused on fallout 76 it's not their project they're working on starfield if that is true or obviously elder scrolls is elder scrolls isn't coming out anytime soon but but i would guarantee it's at least in pre-pro they're doing some concept art stuff they're doing some stuff um there are people doing concept art for elder elder scrolls 6 somewhere right exactly i think my bet personally is the next Bethesda games proper reveal we see is a new IP and whether that's Starfield or not, that'd be awesome. If you're not familiar, Starfield is this rumored game. It's a sci-fi RPG that uh, space RPG that takes place in the same Bethesda universe that uh, Fallout and uh, uh, Elder Scrolls do. Um, there's rumors that it's an FPS. There's rumors that it has like a, like base planets you can visit, but it also has some that are randomly generated and stuff like that. Um, we know that they've renewed the trademark for years since 2012. Um, it's, it's interesting if this exists. The reason I want to go back to what I was saying with Bethesda Game Studios releasing a new IP is I think the biggest gripe they've gotten in the last like five or six years is that, uh, oh, another Skyrim port, which is funny because I think people are just mad that the game keeps selling. And with Fallout 4, I thought Fallout 4 was a great game. 
by no means did I think that was the evolution of Bethesda Game Studios proper. And that's my biggest gripe mm-hmm. with that game. I think it was very solid, very good. It wasn't the next evolution. I think Skyrim was easily the next evolution when it came out to what Elder Scrolls was from Oblivion. I don't think Fallout 4 did that for the Fallout franchise in relation to Fallout 3. And I think yeah. in order to get away from those, I think that Elder Scrolls will not hit until the next gen, in my opinion. And in the meantime, I think they want to introduce us and make us fall in love with another franchise. And I really do think that whether it's this year or not, the next Bethesda Game Studios proper announcement is a new IP, is a game we've not played a, a franchise entry in. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got to get... I know a lot of people are hungry for Elder Scrolls Six, but I mean, I think it makes more sense... like kind of with what you were saying there for them to maybe create a new IP uh, because it's got to get that loop of Elder Scrolls Fallout, Elder Scrolls Fallout, Elder Scrolls Fallout has got to get tiring yep. to at some point. Uh, so yeah, I think that once they were in the back half of uh, Fallout Force production, they were easily starting pre-production on whatever I would assume that this new game it, is going to be. There, I do think, I strongly, I strongly believe in my heart um, and in my mind somewhat um, that I do think it is very possible that we see a tease of their project. I, I don't know if it comes out this year, but I do think that with Fallout 76 being a game that maybe not a lot of people are sold in on, and I think that Bethesda understands that, like, Fallout 76, cool, we want it to be a success, it's going to be awesome. I do think that people are hungering for the next thing from Bethesda Game Studios proper, that I do think it will be the, oh, one more thing announcement, where after Todd Howard's done explaining Fallout 76 and why you should buy it, screen goes black, comes up, and we see a tease or a logo or something. I don't think it's Elder Scrolls. I'm not of that idea. I don't think we're going to see a tease of the next Elder Scrolls. I do think we're going to see a tease of the new IP. Um, and I know that's strange for Bethesda, but I do think they're they're in this weird area now where Fallout 76, we don't know if it's going to be great or, or bad or what exactly it is. And I do think that they, in the same way that Nintendo announced like, hey, these Let's Go games might not be what the core audience wants. That one's coming in 2019. I think they could possibly do this too, where it's like Fallout 76, awesome, great. If you're not really into that, here's a little tease to get you excited for the future. You know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's an idea. I, it's tough. Bethesda Game Studios is interesting because they have a lot of people and they're very talented and they can do a lot, and they have a lot of leeway with Bethesda Softworks because they just, um, not to the extent of uh, Rockstar and 2K, but. Bethesda Game Studios has been very good to Bethesda Softworks in general in terms of revenue. They're 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 the breadwinner yeah. of that company, hands down. So uh, yeah, they can kind of take their time. So we need to get to predictions. So before that, I want to go through rapid fire, yes or no's. If it's not a yes or no question, because I didn't really prepare it to be this, quick answer. Okay, Logan. First off, Kay. do you think we see new ac- acquisitions? Do we do we, do you think we see an acquisition of a developer we didn't know Bethesda already owned? No. Okay. Uh, is there going to be a new mobile game announced? Uh, yes. Okay. Will Pete Hines curse on stage? Yes. Uh, will we see a, a, a Nintendo a Nintendo partnership like we did with Rabbids? With Ubisoft, uh, uh, no. Okay. No. Uh, will we see a Marvel partnership? No. Will we see a Fallout spinoff? 76, that one counts. Obviously, those were in before the announcement. Uh, this was written before, yeah. Uh, outside of Fallout 76, is there another Fall 2018 game for Bethesda? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, lastly, this is the craziest one that we didn't even touch on, Logan. I don't know if you heard about this. Yeah, there's... Uh, I've, I've been reading about the Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> no, no, not the Game of <laughs> Thrones something. stuff. 
Uh, I thought there was a Game of Thrones rumor. There was that, but there's there's a rumor floating around that one of From Software's three projects is being published by Bethesda. Uh, I don't think that's true. Yeah, there's. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a no on that so one. So there's a lot of information pointing to it possibly being true. I wouldn't even have thrown this on there if I didn't think there was actually like tangible evidence. Massive mm-hmm. grain of salt, but there is stuff that points to that. Uh, From Software isn't owned by Bandai Namco. Um, so they don't have to worry about being, you know, whatever. Um, they can do whatever they, they can go wherever they want. So yeah, just for the sake of yes or no, do you think that happens? No. Cool. I do not. Yes. Uh, alrighty. I'm not saying yes that I think it'll happen. I'm just saying yes. Cause we're done with that section of the podcast. Just clarifying. Okay. Um, so let's get to the predictions for me. Uh, my first prediction fallout 76 gets a November release date and you'll get, they'll announce you'll get a bonus for having a fallout for, uh, for playing Fallout 4. For those of you who played Fallout 4, whatever, right? So that's my that's my prediction. Yeah. November release date, Fallout 4 bonus. What's your first one? Uh, Starfield's absolutely a real video game. Uh, where there is smoke, there is fire. There's been way too much smoke around that game for there to not be a project. I think it is absolutely real. I think it is a space RPG. And I think they go deep on it. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's out this year. I think it is next year, but I think uh, they've been upfront with saying this is their longest showcase by far that they have planned this year. Uh, so not only do I think Todd Howard is going to do a deep dive on showing off the systems and mechanics of Fallout 76, I expect him to immediately follow that up and do a deep dive on Starfield or whatever this new space RPG is that they have. Awesome, cool. Uh, so Jordan Dom's predictions. Jordan's first prediction is he thinks we get the Doom 2 announcement. Um, that's pretty much it. I think that's fine. It's it's not super expected, so I, I think that's a good enough prediction. He thinks we're going to see Doom 2. Uh, Dom's first prediction here is that uh, we're going to see a Fallout 3 remaster announced, and they're also going to announce that it's also coming to Switch. So Fallout 3 remaster, and it's going to also come to Switch. That's his first prediction. Um, my second, okay. my second prediction, um, we see at least two games that don't come out in 2018. I'll, I'll clarify. We see two games that don't have release dates. So we'll see, okay. we'll see two games that don't even have a release window. Um, that's, that's my second prediction. What about you? Um, I'm going to hone in on kind of what we were touching on earlier with, uh, the evil within and say that there it will actually absolutely be. Uh, standalone DLC for that game later this year and it will the storyline will pick up with uh, I forget the main character in that game's name I don't know if you know uh, not off the top of my head him going after <laughs> him going I don't know if you I don't know if you f- finished that game either but they kind of drop some hints towards the end that like his detective partner from the first game is still alive after you think he's dead and I think this standalone DLC will involve him going after to find his former partner oh interesting okay does that release in october uh yeah because spooky stuff yeah Yeah. uh okay jordan dumb second predictions uh jordan's second prediction uh he believes that we'll see a new ip announced um he does include starfield in it and i'll let him have that because it hasn't officially been announced so it would be a new ip Mm -hmm. so yeah he he thinks a, a new ip will be announced uh dom's second prediction here uh let's see here uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that we don't copy something we've already said. Yeah. Okay. So his 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 second prediction, Fallout 76 gets a release date announced September 21st. 
which is my birthday, um, which uh, I'm stoked because Spyro, the Spyro Remaster is coming out on my birthday, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so he thinks it's coming out September 21st. No Switch version, which I don't think is that tough of a prediction. Uh, he also throws in a little caveat that Todd Howard will be on stage and he'll, it'll get memed afterwards. It'll be all over the internet. Um, that doesn't obviously count towards a prediction, but just a little caveat there. Um, my final prediction. Uh, I think my other two are decent. I wanted to throw in one that's like completely bonkers that I it, very highly unlikely, but I would lose my mind if it happened. I mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. I subtly, subtly teased it. Uh, I say we get a Marvel partnership. I say that Bethesda gets on that that track and uh they pitched something to marvel because that's how marvel games works is they're not going out and going to all these studios they're actually just listening to pitches from people and if they feel that they're doing the property justice um that's how square enix got avengers and guardians that's how insomniac got uh, spider-man uh there's actually some leaks that apparently another sony studio is pitching to marvel in the next month uh, about a game which is really interesting but yeah my third prediction is that we see a marvel partnership between bethesda and marvel Will it happen? 99% no. But there's a 1% in me that really believes that there's a possibility. Um, what's your last prediction? Uh, so this is kind of a, a weird one, I guess, but I'll go with it. Uh, Elder Scrolls Six is mentioned, Ooh, but okay. nothing is shown for it. And when I say mentioned, what I have in mind is Todd Howard saying something along the lines of, after revealing Starfield to be like, yes, and we will be working on Elder Scrolls Six one day, but instead this is what we have decided to make now, and I hope you guys all enjoy it, blah, 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 blah. He mentioned it in speech, like, but there's not, like, an actual he visual. Will like, yeah, it, yeah, it's no visual, no formal announcement. It is just Todd Howard Offhand. speaking the, the words Elder Scrolls Six. Got Somebody it. will mention Elder Scrolls Six in this press conference, yeah. but it will not be a reveal of any sorts or anything. I like would that. love if there was, like, a comedy bit in the middle of it, and I don't think it would work well for audiences but i'd love if like todd howard finishes like the starfield thing and like pete hines just comes out from backstage like what the hell todd no no elder scrolls six and then the show just cuts yeah. cuts to black <laughs> be hilarious would never happen but it'd be funny uh jordan and dom's final predictions uh jordan says that we will get the prey dlc uh, not only will it be dlc he says it'll be standalone uh kind of like uh with new blood uh and he also says that uh It'll have a vibe like Blood Dragon. So it's going to be a little bit more on the wacky side, not so much the horror side. They're turning that wacky dial up to 11. Uh, Dom's final prediction. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see here. Okay, I'll do this one because this is a very spicy one. Really funny. Uh, Maybe not funny to me. Uh, Dom predicts uh, that we'll see an announcement of a Wolfenstein mobile game. Interesting. <laughs> Very out there. I mean, I would play that. I would play I that mean, too. <laughs> play. I would shoot Nazis while I poop. Exactly. So yeah, shoot Nazis while I poop. The Logan Moore story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it for predictions. Thank you guys for listening. We have a lot. Of, we're covering all six uh, press conferences this this week. So definitely listen to them if you get a chance. We had guests on all of them. Thank you, Logan, for joining us. If you can let people know where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on the internet. I am at moreman12 on Twitter. And then if you want to follow everything E3-wise that I will be doing, because I will be, like I said, out there in L.A. covering all this stuff, uh, check out DualShockers.com during the week of E3 and in the subsequent weeks. We will have a lot of fantastic preview coverage going up for not only Bethesda, but 
everybody else at the show. It's going to be a good time. So make sure to check out Dual Shockers. Yeah, definitely check it out. Logan does a lot of cool stuff. The fact that you got to interview uh, Pete Hines is really cool. And I was really excited when you're like, I want to do the Bethesda one. So I was like, hell yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've joined us, I think. Yeah, they're one of, they're, they're one of my favorites for sure. So I really enjoy talking. You joined about us Bethesda. last year. I don't know if you joined us the year before. I don't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe it's been three, three years. I can't remember at this point. Anyways, you'll probably be back next year. So look forward to that. And if you don't like Logan, too bad. I choose who's on, not you. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys yeah. for thank you guys for listening. Hopefully Bethesda shows us some really cool stuff. I really want to see Starfield. I really want to see Elder Scrolls. Um, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.